Hello and welcome to the Comic Rush Presents From Panels to Pictures. This is episode two of our comic book movie and TV show. Once again, I am joined by Nikki Hrax. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Thank you so much for coming back again this week. Um, we did New Mutants uh, last week or the week before, I think it was now, um, which was an audio-only podcast. You can still find that on the website um, just go to thecomiccrush.com where you'll find all the articles, um, reviews, videos, and everything we've got on the site so far. We've got some great podcasts and things. Also, please do check out our Patreon because the Patreon and the web store that we have where we sell single issues of comics and first issues and, and all types of things, really, um, that helps keep us going. Literally cannot keep the website going uh, if you guys don't kind of maybe visit the store once in a while. It really helps. I'm really grateful if you guys can do that. And also on the YouTube, please do give us uh, a comment or a like and a subscribe if you can and, and share it with anyone you think might be interested because, again, that all helps get the message out there. Um, it's literally a very small site. It's just one or two people on it who run the thing and uh, uh, anything you can do to help us really helps keep it going. Now, before we get into this, Nikki, um, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 84, WW84, Wonder Woman 1984, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we do, there's a couple of things we have to address from the New Mutants podcast. Um, so one of the Patreons, patrons, sorry, um, great guy, uh, name of Paul Taylor, who um, uh, tunes in every week. He loves the pods and everything. He, he said, I really liked, you know, you and Nikki on the pod, but you need to get an X-Men expert on there because <laughs> there a few things you got wrong. I got sent maps. So um, first of all, and most of this is my bad, it has to be said. Um, the, the character of Wolfsbane was not supposed to be Irish in the comics. She is, in fact, Scottish. Oh, okay. Kind of, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm really sorry about that, guys. That is down to me. Um, I got that wrong. I do apologise. Because it's just the way I read the character in... I'd only ever read her in um, uh, X Factor, um, where I, I thought they were writing her as Irish, and they're not. They were writing her as Scottish. So I, I do apologise. Being a Celt myself, I should have I should have known the, the subtle differences, and I, I just didn't. So sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and also not Bill Sinkovich, uh, who co-created the New Mutants. Um, the name has, of course, escaped me again because <laughs> in prepping for this, we were kind of rushing through. And, <laughs> I haven't had time to, to double-check my notes. But, yeah, um, it, it wasn't him that co-created the New Mutants. I'm going to look it up now. So I, I apologise to Back anyone. Chicken. Yeah, to anyone annoyed or offended <laughs> by, by us suggesting it was someone other than uh, the correct creators. Just checking now. Um, I went through when I read those comics for the Wonder Woman stuff. I literally wrote down everybody's name next to it. <laughs> <laughs> In the dates. The thing is, you can't. You're not always going to get it right, um, and there is a ton of stuff I've never read. So, uh, and I, I do usually say that, you know, 
straight away. Um, I am just trying to find his message here. He said it's a lovely message and he, he was very complimentary about the pods and um, he's a great guy and, you know, I'm grateful to him because he is, um, you know, one of the patrons, which are all, um, which we all kind of need to keep going. Oh, he didn't actually tell me who the creator was. Paul, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even appreciate it. If I see something wrong, I hope somebody yeah. critiques me on it. I don't want to be giving out false information. <laughs> That's a, it is appreciated. <laughs> no. um, also, a lot of my comic knowledge, I don't know about you, like I'm – I'm very much rooted in the sort of late 80s, and it's nearly all Batman for me, unfortunately, I have to I have to say. Very much rooted in the sort of late 80s <laughs> onwards, and uh, that's where a lot of my comic knowledge comes from. And there are, there's a lot of things that I just haven't read, and no matter how hard you try, I think we talked about this last time, yeah. you'll never read everything you want to read. Yeah. You'll never get to it all. You'll never watch every film you want to watch. You'll never listen to every bit of music you ever you, you you want to listen to um because that's not life that's <laughs> you're always trying to get to those moments i have this yeah. book i didn't realize that i had the invasion book until i was reading about the backstory of max i'm like wait a second i have this but i never read it mm. <laughs> then powered invasion through <laughs> yeah but um, i think yeah todd mcfarlane do some of the art on that actually on invasion yeah um, yeah, he's on this. It's really good stuff. I've got the original issues kind of tucked away in a box somewhere, but they it, it's I that was one of the very first crossovers I ever got. Mm. Like I actually kind of when I started buying comics, I think it was around 19, I'm going to guess and say it's 1990 is the release date for Invasion. Um Yeah, I think you're right. We got it over here. Oh my god, I'm not gonna find it in here. Keep going, Paul. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fact checks live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think I think yeah, 1990 was the release date for that, and you had things like Legion 91 come out of it, um, and various other things. Invasion is a great storyline, and, and if you get a chance to to read it, guys, do take a look. Um, regardless of Max or Lord or not, yeah. that there is some fantastic stuff in it, and it is a really good. Even if you just get the, those three issues, um, that like it, it, it was fantastic, and I, I just absolutely yeah. loved it at the time. Um, but it, it, you know, moving on to Wonder Woman, <laughs> we've got to talk about Wonder Woman. Um, so uh, this is the sequel to Patty Jenkins' uh, original Wonder Woman movie. Uh, this is called WW84 or Wonder Woman 1984, um, which should give you a clue as to when it's set. Th this is um, a very different movie from the first. Uh, there are some similarities. Hopefully we'll hit, hit some of that as we go through. But before I, I jump in and, and sort of give my view on it, Nikki, I would love to hear what you thought of the movie because I – I suspect we're going to have very different views on this. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to your viewpoint on it because I want to be swayed. Paul, I like really tried. I watched it a second time reluctantly. Yeah. And like I was able to pull out um, some tidbits that I did like 
from it, but all I'm going to say is that first movie made me cry. I thought we were going in a nice direction for female superheroes, really changing it, building positive role, role models for little girls. And we just jumped off a cliff here. Uh, okay. All I'm going to say is I'll never love again. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I think that's where I'm signing oh, wow. out on my, my headline for the movie. That that that's quite a capsule review there. Um <laughs> can you can you kind of elaborate a bit? Because I, I did enjoy it. I'm not again not gonna go in just yet as to, to why I enjoyed it and, and, and what about it I enjoyed because I, I want to hear what you, you've got to say. So so why do you think you've had such a drastically different view for the sequel than from the first movie? I think there are a lot of different parts. Um, I guess we could go into like the scene breakdown a little later, but like, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it started off so strong with that opening scene, you know, and the race and everything, and like the messaging and you know, good morals that we're going to be hammering home. And then it's like we went into a slapstick comedy, like the next scene over when we jumped to in the time to nineteen eighty four. So from there to like let's see how do i phrase this who's gonna be who fights in wedge heels number one why were they highlighted throughout the movie like the whole thing felt like a model photo shoot to me you know like you could clearly see where they had like a fan in front of wonder woman and her hair was just like going everywhere in like every perfect direction um it seemed very superficial throughout it and um I mean, and then like the whole part with just like, it became like this love story. And I, again, like I get, we're going with superhumans. Like, I think we brought this up in the last podcast too. Like we want to humanize superheroes, but like, why can't Wonder Woman just be Wonder Woman and like, just get in there, kick ass. This guy's like demolishing the planet. And like, we're focused on our, our wish here and just like maintaining that. And it was just very sappy and like, I didn't <laughs> pull again. I like really tried. I really tried. I did like Barbara's character a lot and I wish there was more of her in it. Um, I will say that I thought she was very strong, especially upon the second time watching it. I found that I really thought um, they did well with her and I wish she could have just finished out the movie strong, but, <laughs> or just like maybe cut out Wonder Woman and make it more about Barbara for me. <laughs> It's funny how long-winded response. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, there's a lot there. I, I you see, I, I don't. I felt the movie was a bit too too long. Yeah. Just just a smidge, and I, I felt it could do with a trim here and there. But in looking at it, like I, I I'm not sure what scenes you would have cut mm. in order to get get you down to kind of a runtime in terms of looking at it scene by scene, I guess um, at least for the early parts of the movie, you, you get two opening sequences, which yeah. for me is always the kiss of death with a lot of films. Oh, yeah. What it, yeah. What it's essentially telling you is we don't really have a middle or an end. You know, one of those things will be missing or we don't have a first act properly. So we're just going to keep giving you beginnings 
Um, I can't I can't remember what what movie was like that a, a few years back. It drove me mad because I th- oh I think it was Suicide Squad. Funny enough, another oh movie. yeah, <laughs> another funny um, yeah, which, which had something like four beginnings, and it yeah. just wouldn't, it's like just start the goddamn movie. Um, however, I liked both opening scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the scene of the young Diana Lily Aspel, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a great kid, by the way. Like I've seen, I saw an interview with her on on TV um, on the day Wonder Woman became available for streaming in the UK. Um, excuse me, and she is she's great because she wants to be the first actress to win the olympics and the oscars what a lovely kind of ambition and also i, I think that speaks to the core of what wonder woman as a mm. character does which is inspire yeah and, I, and I, i've noticed that in reading a few of the comics in the last couple of years not many not super well read on wonder woman um, and I prefer sort of concentrated mini series and things like that anyway, or, or one, you know, uh, original graphic novels and things. But that's where the, the real power of Wonder Woman lies is her ability to inspire, um, not necessarily in her own kind of strengths. Um, and I think that's great. And that sequence, I. I thought was fantastic. I, I felt that the message got a little bit lost in the kind of, you know, don't, how, how did you put it? Kind of don't, um, don't uh, <laughs> because she's, she's told that, oh, she has to be truthful in all things. Yeah, and, like there's no shortcuts in life. Yeah, like thank you, thank you. 100%. Like in that scene was inspiring. It was, it, I, yeah. I, that's the essence of Wonder Woman. And like, throughout the rest of it it was she looked like she was not inspired she looked uninterested in everything that she was doing and i think that's the part that annoyed me like i remember that scene when she was she was running after the bad guys when um they were uh where were they where did they go uh where uh max had his oil deal yeah um that whole uh, scene yeah i think it it might have been they had like all the trucks down like the road and like of course then if that wasn't enough they had like the little kids down there like we had some you know trouble ahead to say the Mm -hmm. least and she's just running there like not this again like come on like get with it like show a little enthusiasm you know for either kicking somebody's ass or saving somebody you know like but the whole thing had like that overtime like I was rooting for Barbara, like, the whole way. I was like, come on, just get it, girl. <laughs> like, what's going on with Wonder Woman? Like, enough. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so scathing. Um, well, I mean, like, in terms of, of again, I, I've got to go back to those opening secrets. I, I love both Sorry. of the opening yeah. <laughs> oh, no, It's fine, it's fine. Um, I, see, I, I don't feel that way. I, I, I like... It's the second sequence I had the problem with in terms of following on from that first sequence. I actually think they kind of should have cut the first sequence oh, wow. and just moved that to later on in the movie. Mm. 
point when um, Diana is kind of morally conflicted about some of the things she does because she does unknowingly make the bad choice here. However, yeah. that I, I loved that the opening sequence of her stopping the crimes and I that reminded me of um, Superman the movie. Mm. Because in, in the middle of Superman the movie, yeah. there's a massively long, not massively long, but there's a big sequence where he, he kind of stops a bunch of crimes that progressively get bigger. Um, and they kind of kick off the plot with Lex Luthor. And here, this sequence kicks off the plot with Max Lord and uh, this, this artifact. And in regards to that, at first I was like, man, this is really hokey. They find this <laughs> magic stone... <laughs> that when you touch it and make a wish, um, as long as that's yeah, that's your one wish, um, it, it gives you that wish, and it's so stupid, it's so hokey, it's just like a comic book, and then I stopped. It's just like, yes, I'm buying it's it, just yeah. like a comic book, Good. and it's just like, okay, they've kind of got me now because it, it, it was a it, it's a comic book plot. Perfectly mm -hmm. translated to the screen. Now, I don't know if there's any um, kind of canonical basis for this sort of the, the, the wishing stone and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was hokey as hell, but I found myself kind of once I kind of went, oh, yeah, it's of course it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, I was I was like, yeah, that, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm down with this now. So there's going to be this magic object that they've somehow kind of got to get, get hold of. And it's not just, oh, you've got to destroy the stone and you've got to do this. You've got to give up your heart's desire. And it's just like, yeah, there you go. I, I'm, I'm actually in. And I think thematically the film works towards that really well. Mm. And it is Diana that, well, inadvertently kicks it off because she, yeah. without voicing it, makes that wish and gets um, Steve Rogers back. Now, that was really strange as well, seeing Chris, because although she sees Chris Pine, he sees <laughs> the other guy, because he doesn't come back to life. Um, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. sorry. I'll put a warning before the, uh, when we tweet out about this. Um, as you should know by now, we do we do, do spoilers. So he, he inhabits someone else's body, um, which, again, is completely hokey. And completely it's a little weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you're, you're, it's it's magic, and also it's the, the thing is when you look at the beginning of the film, a lot of the people she saves are children. Mm -hmm. And jumping ahead to the end of the movie, sorry, we can come back around. Sorry, um, it's kind of she needs Max's kid to kind of bring him down from the, the sort yeah. of exalted stuff in. She saves children at the midpoint in the movie where they're in in um uh, Egypt and they're 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 trying to stop the guy who's built the giant wall and, and all that kind of stuff. And Wonder Woman is designed to kind of inspire young women, i.e. children. So I think this film is a film that's made for children. And I think the reason it's so kind of hokey mm. 
in, in a lot of ways quite simplistic is because it's being aimed at, at young children. You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the like, only time that ever happens. <laughs> like my head just exploded at that revelation that that could have been what happened. Possibly. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, it's just my thoughts. I, I'm just guessing. I'm not like, I don't know. Um, well, well, even like from our last podcast where I definitely thought that was geared like that, a hundred percent I was signing off on a kid's movie like for the new mutants like to come to this to like readjusting my perception of what a kid's movie is I could totally see that I, well, I think I mean, it's a great point do you, I mean do you not think like it's a weird thing with comics it's it's a child's medium and this is the one thing I always have to remind myself <laughs> if I find myself taking it too seriously or getting annoyed about comments online is ah uh, <laughs> oh it's God. a kid's medium and yes, some some a lot of comics are not written for children. Mm-hmm. However, I when I started in, enjoying this medium, I, I was eleven. This, well, younger really. Um, I dare say that you were were really you know you you, you were a kid when you started um, reading comics as oh, most yeah. of them are. So it's the ultimate kids medium, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with making a film, especially one like this that's designed for kids. I think it's absolutely fine to go off and make Batman v Superman and go, well, I'm going to make this grim and gritty for adults. Despite the backlash that that gets, that's fine. That's one version of Batman. I think the new Batman film is going to be super grim and gritty. Yeah. Um, However, then, you know, I don't also don't think there's anything wrong with having a Wonder Woman film. The same that young, Women, you know, and I, I think that's what it's for. And I, I think that that is amazing. And I'm not saying that, you know, older men hello, can't enjoy it as well. Um, because I did. But you always have to remind yourself as we're watching things like Titanic and Twilight and, and any of that stuff, that you may not be the target audience. <laughs> However, in your case... Why are they making this movie for me? Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean- for me. I knew, see, I knew you were going to change, like, you've removed, like, a huge layer of hatred for this movie, <laughs> like, for me. Like, you made it, you made it a little bit better with that, because that's not even something I considered. I considered it from, why are we taking this strong female lead, and, like, she clearly knows that she's in the wrong here. She's judging another woman for not wanting to forfeit her wish. But it's okay for her to want to keep her own mm. and stay in this like fantasy love dream, and then just mm. let the world wither away because of that reason. You know, I'm I'm looking at it from there, but like again, that human element making her relatable for people, and it, it somehow made you, your your commentary on it just somehow made it a little bit better for me to stomach. Oh, thank you. I'm, like- <laughs> Yeah, really. That was you know, <laughs> not my intention. I, I think everyone's entitled to their uh, their own views on a piece of art if they've looked at that piece of art and read it and or whatever. Um, but I, I think in terms of that that thing of not wanting to give up her wish, I think that partly that might have been in thinking about it now. You, you know, you've kind of made me just really think about that and. 
I wonder if it's kind of, well, hold on. I can see that the thing that Barbara doing is harmful to people in terms of what she's becoming. Whereas the thing I want actually is only harmful to one person, which is the poor sucker whose, whose body has been <laughs> hijacked. Yeah, um, I, know. I, I wonder if there's an element of that. Although it's not really explored in the film. Yet, yeah. Yet. And so much of our movie watching now is looking at the moral context and um, second life of the film, you know, thinking about it around the film. Although that is a thing that annoys me. I'm doing a thing that annoys, usually annoys me. It's where I'm, I'm, you know, treating it beyond the actual piece of art that it is. <laughs> it's just like, no, just watch this goddamn thing. Yeah. It's a film. Be, be about the film. Well, there's so many but, different takes that you could have on it because of that reason. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, but even, even uh, Max's part, you know, where, and again, like, I will go back after watching the movie, reread those comics, and I will have the fangirl, like, this didn't line up with the comic, you know, like, what's going on? And, and there's, like, a level where, you know, I, I'll allow, like, I'm glad mm. that uh, Barbara wasn't a virgin, and that's why she had, like, this, you know, this curse put on her. You know, I'm glad that we're not going in that direction with yeah. it. But, like, even Max's thing, like, uh, this guy's like terrorizing the planet and now you're going to give him like a two second backstory where we're going to have sympathy for this guy, you know, like why can't we develop him like along the way so that you're, you're struggling with siding with the bad guy a little bit and like humanizing him, mm. you know, let's just drop it right before we're going to make everything just go away. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing because I think there is a tendency in, in a lot of films, for better or worse now, especially mainly comic book movies, to be honest, which is to completely humanise the bad guy to such an extent that you end up you end up with things like Thanos was right. And <laughs> Love <laughs> Thanos! <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's just like there is a, a sense. I, I think people want more complex Villains, and they want to be able to at least recognize their own moral dilemmas in a villain. And I, I do like a, like looking at Max. He, he's not like he is in the comics. He's he's very different. And there is this marked air of desperation. One of the things I found in the film actually, and it was it was the scene where he arrives at his offices, and he's sort of all kind of cool and and hip, and you know he's. Hey, guy, to the to the other guy in the waiting room and stuff, and like very flash, lots of swagger, and he gets in the lift. And when he gets in the lift, you just watch him deflate, mm-hmm. and it, it's a great bit of physical acting from Pedro Pascal. Um, and I actually think, in looking at the movie and looking at the way Gal Gadot has done her performance in the film and the way that uh, Christine Wiig does hers, they're very physically demonstrative. Mm. And I I actually think, I had a thought when I was watching it again today, that it's like, oh, you could probably, I bet if you shut the sound off this movie and just watched it, you would get it. Yeah. No problem. And that's, that's something I have to really commend in Patty Jenkins and the writers because 
I think it's something that Spielberg does really well because I, I suspect if you look at a lot of Spielberg's early movies and you shut the sound off within about five or ten minutes, you would get what was going on. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know, what do oh, they yeah. want? And I, I that was another reason I'm just I just found myself being really impressed with the film is that it's a very clear through line over, you know, what do I want? Um. And I like the idea of flipping the first movie so that Steve Rogers is the the fish out of water this time. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that stuff made it quite light and and, mm-hmm. and pleasurable. Um, I wish it kind of integrated it a bit more with some of the plot points. However, you know, you, you can't have everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like overall, I really loved it and, and really found myself enjoying it. Apart from the, the sheer bloody length that it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, it was. I'm like, I'm happy that second time I could just like cruise through this. I'm like, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to speed through a little bit. But even after reading the comics, I was able to go back in that second time and like pick up things that I, I enjoyed. Okay the nod knowing a little bit more about the characters mm. you know instead of them like they bastardized barbara's character like i liked the little nods that wonder woman was wearing her cheetah heels even though like i didn't think heels needed to be part of this movie but like it was the 80s but like that was such a gimmick like that they put that in there like nobody's fighting in wedges but like they had that nod. There was a cheetah in Barbara's office or like on her mm. way to her office. Um, you know, the slow build of how she changes her clothing. She had plants all in her apartment, um, which in the comic, she gets her powers from a plant god. So, that, yeah, so that's how that thing, you know, and then like they maintain the plant like it, that. Anyhow, that's how she gets her powers. So I, I enjoyed that, whether it was intentional I don't know. Maybe she just had plants in her apartment, but like she had a lot of plants in her apartment. So I thought maybe that was a little bit. Max is like bleeding. Like every time he made a, you know, granted a wish, you know, that was like very apparent in it. What else? Oh, I also watched a little bit of the TV show just to refresh. I got to say the effing invisible plane. Mm. I like, when I watched it in the movie, so this is before I watched the TV show, I was like, what in the hell is going on here? All of a sudden, she could just make this plane invisible now. Like, it was just, yeah. it was so hokey. It was hokey. And then, you know, you know, you go back to the TV show and it has like this little toy plane that they like have, you know, I don't know, little figures in it, you know, to show. It was, I liked it though, after seeing that. But the invisible plane does it. It's in the comics, and it they've done it in a bunch of different ways over the years. Yeah. Um, they they like it was it was a feature of the eighties comics, the George Perez stuff, um, which is again stuff I've not read extensively, um, and it was a feature of. So they have it in grant morrison's wonder woman earth one grant morrison yannick paquette sorry i should point out yannick paquette is is the uh the artist on that um it's a feature of wonder woman earth one 
Um, I can't remember what I saw it in that it was done really well, but I actually like the idea that how do we get the invisible plane in this movie? Yeah, it worked. Um, but I also like the idea of the writers and Patty Jenkins sitting around a table trying to work this movie out. And of all things, the invisible plane is too hokey. <laughs> how are we going to do that? Oh, yeah, really? what are we doing with, with the lasso. And it was just like... You thought the invisible plane was too hokey. Yeah. <laughs> I know, what I you know. That was, that, was, that was like the line item. Yeah. I <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was like great. Like I loved how they utilized it in the TV show. And then it made me appreciate right. in the movie a little bit more. Uh, unfortunately, um in the comics, I only read um the ones where Barbara was introduced. Yeah, um, sure. So, um, so I, I haven't gotten to the invisible plane. I got to her shoes, uh, being gifted to her by Hermes. But like, okay. so then that explained her flying to was like, what? Now all of a sudden she could fly to like, where is all this stuff just coming from? So I they seasoned it throughout the movie. So like, in essence, I guess it wasn't that bad. You know, like Barbara's character was a little off. I don't, she wasn't that nerdy, but like for the sake of the story, you know, to deviate, I think that made sense. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I like the idea of bringing back, uh, is it Aletha, Althea, the, the, the kind of warrior goddess with the armor. Like, I like, I love that. Um, and of course, Barbara, like I saw a thing the other day complaining about, I, I think Barbara is, is, is the most, short shrifted character of of anyone in this mm. because it, it's done in very broad strokes but again it, i think it's aimed at a, a younger audience perhaps um but it's done in these very broad strokes um and people were complaining about oh well she just puts on the heels and the tight leather pants and she you know she's a badass and it's just like, well, for me, no, I don't agree with that. And they were kind of dismissing it as sort of, uh, you know, it's so stupid that this it's is sort of shorthand. Yeah. And it's just like, but you've you've got to look when you she she wishes to be like Diana, uh, Diana, Diana. That's her wish. I want to be like Diana, Diana. I want to be strong. I want to be sexy. I want to be this. Now, look at how. Consciously, she feels Diana is one way. She knows Diana as this woman who's tall, she's beautiful, she wears lovely clothes, you know, she wears heels really well, she can move really well, all this. But subconsciously, whether she knows it or not, Diana is also Wonder Woman who wears a leather armour mm -hmm. and wears... The, the armor is tight and you know, she's able to fight and it's sexy and all this. And it's just like, I felt that what the, the wish, if you like, if you want to treat that as a, as a kind of ethereal character was granting her was the chance to be truly like Diana, but on this much darker tip, which mm. was, Hey, eventually I'm going to kind of become this creature. And also you, the whole thing of her turning into a cheater at the end, she does, as you say, there are cheaters and animal stuff littered throughout the film. Um, uh, she does say at the beginning, she is a part-time cryptozoologist. 
So I, and she does also say in the final stages, I want to be something that's never existed before. Yeah. So there's that. And then if you look at Diana, Diana becomes a bird at the end, effectively. Mm. Wears a great big suit of armor with wings. She becomes like a giant bird of prey or, you know. So I felt it was in keeping with, the thematic thing of I want to be like Diana and that's what she's doing. She's imagining. And of course, what, what animal is most predatory to birds? Cats. And I I, I just felt like actually they've done a really freaking smart thing. And I I was really happy they did that. And yeah, I, I, I have problems with it, but I'm the, the more I look at it, the less those problems are present, you know, it's a bit like, you like even, even watching it the second time, I was like, all right, I don't hate this as much as the first time. You know, like, <laughs> they, like <laughs> there are, there are redeeming a little, bit <laughs> a little bit, maybe the next time after. I love it. Um, you know, like there, there are these nice little nods, like there are smart things that are done. It's just the overarching like messaging, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I had the initial problem with. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, but like even uh, Barbara's character with Max, like who's the side? Like, is there like a sidekick element to it? Like, I want like these ferocious characters and I, oh, God, I know I'm never going to get them, you know, <laughs> like just be evil, just mm. be an evil character. Like there's always those layers. And I love that uh, villains have, you know, layers. They have interesting backstories and stuff, but I don't know. It's. It felt. I felt like they could have done more for her. Mm. In it, I, I always feel now, though, when you look at when you see genuinely mean people in movies or or TV, it always kind of tips over into comedy because it's actually quite funny to watch people yeah. be kids. And I, I I love things where where people are like I I will I will watch anything where the main character is an is an a hole. Like I I I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not a way I want to be in my my life, and I hope I'm not. Um, I'm no. sure I have my moment. But it, it, I, I, I love things where people are just dicks. And, yeah. and, you know, I love seeing them get their comeuppance as well. It's oh, yeah. Like, like watching, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Here's one I, I mean, I, I use a lot because a friend brought this up to me and I hadn't realised it until he brought it up. Do you remember the TV show 24? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so intense. Well, they, like they're just torturing people left, right, and center in that. And it was sort yeah. of post 9 11, so you fucking like everyone's, yeah, Jack Bauer. But, Get him. Yeah. yeah, but I think what one of the things that 24 said without overtly saying it was you can. You can do what you want to achieve your goals if your goals are, um, quote unquote, good, but you're going to get punished for it mm. because you know there's plenty of times when Jack Bauer gets dra- like gets dragged off to China to be tortured for for years <laughs> and, and stuff like that, and it's it's just like it's like yeah we we've got to have heroes but we've kind of almost got to punish our heroes for being heroes oh yeah in a way. and, and I, I always think there's an element of that to a certain degree in in some of the in a lot of fiction now hmm. like 
no one gets off completely scot-free, just like no villain is completely evil. There's, there's got to be this element of, of, of you know. And But, I mean, I, I think Max's kind of motivation, which is seemingly he just wants to impress his kid and be yeah. kind of rich and popular and, and all that stuff, was a little shaky. Mm. And I don't think that was clearly defined. And I, and again, that op- the very opening sequence of the young Wonder Woman, the young Diana, um, I, I, I really felt that at a point in the movie where she's got to make that decision to give up Steve, um, that is when that sequence should have been dropped in. Yeah. Like, because it was... Because I, I felt it was kind of saying, like like you say, no shortcuts in life. And in order that that was the key point where you needed that hammered home. And it was, it would have, it would have yeah. Just editorially stop that thing of having two fucking opening sequences, which you didn't need. Yeah, just move it, move it here. And then yeah. we could eliminate that scene where she had her tantrum after killing off Steve and goes like skydiving. Like what the, like what was that? <laughs> Like, she spends like hours, like the world's falling apart, mm. wishes him away, and then like goes on this tangent flying expedition and then winds up back in her apartment. Like, you could have just gone around the corner, gotten your gear yeah. on, and then gone. Like, what What are we doing here? Like, was that part ne- necessary? <laughs> <laughs> like, we know he, uh, it's shitty. Now go kick somebody's ass, you know, like. Get out of your system. Um, I yeah, emotion on an emotional level, I love that sequence where she's he, she kind of just walks around the corner and leaves him, <laughs> and as he's running away, she goes, "Okay, I renounce the wish," because she can't yeah. she can't watch him disappear. I, I actually really like that on an emotional level. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, good," you know, <laughs> bit of drama. First time, I'm like, all right, we're really hammering it, yeah. But um, and I, and I did like the, yeah. Although I felt adding the bit where the kids in danger was might have been a bit too much. The the sequence in we think it's Egypt. Um, oh, it was totally Egypt, by the way. I was I'm remembering the pyramids now. So right, okay, yeah. So um, that that sequence I actually really liked. I thought that was a good action sequence. You know, um, and I like the idea of the fact that. As long as Steve exists, he's he's making her weaker. Yeah, like that, that was an interesting thing. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's good. And again, it's another way in which it lines up with um, the old Christopher Reeve Superman movies, mm. because there's that whole thing in Superman Two where he gives up his powers for love, and it's just like, okay, okay yeah, I, I like it. I mean, so, sometimes I'm a big fan of that sort of uber melodrama where you really hit the you know i used to love kind of um in fact still do like 50s musicals yeah. i love <laughs> i like the i like the big emotion of it and i think mm-hmm. if a film is done right it can carry you through that emotion and it will make that emotion seem seem true and i i think this kind of pretty much achieved that for me but i guess not for you and i'm, I'm really kind of oh it's the same that you yeah and like now that you even bring it up like I love Superman too. Love that movie. I again like I felt like it was, you know, you just saw him like withering away. Maybe they just didn't nail it home enough with mm. 
know, she just got a couple of bullets. I'm like, oh no, now I bleed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I didn't feel it, and I, I what? Maybe, maybe it's because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting the next level of Wonder Woman to be emotionally drained by like a love story. And again, okay. totally in its right to have that connection from the first, like in the carryover of all the emotions from the first one. But like you have everybody under attack, like, and uh, I wanted yeah. her to be stronger in it and just like continue on. Like you have to face your fears. You can't cheat in life. You know, like this is not the short stealing this other guy's body is not going to be okay. Like for me and my romance, you know, <laughs> like Wonder Woman always knows what's good and bad. Like yeah. and it's been consistent throughout all the everything, every piece of content mm -hmm. relating to her. So like, why would we deviate that much for the movie? I just want her to be strong. I wanted Barbara to be strong, you know, like I wanted them to be like, forceful throughout the whole thing and like have that clash like even their end scene where they were battling out she's like sorry uh if you're not gonna renounce your wish like and do away with your cheetah attire then i'm gonna kill you which she didn't kill like she didn't end up killing her like what was this half-assed battle she yeah. liked her, but not really hmm. it, it is a difficult one because she kind of from the beginning she says she, she won't kill anyone and and that's um but that I, I was fine with that because that for me it's one of the long standing things of superheroes where they, they don't kill. You know, Batman Batman doesn't kill, Superman doesn't kill. Um although depending on which version of Batman you're watching in movies, he, he does actually kill plenty of yeah. people. But um kills <laughs> plenty Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that she was for the most part able to stick to that as a rule. And she's she like, I'm mm. I'm not doing this. I'm not murdering and i think that's kind of a holdover thematically from the experiences in the first one um and i i really like that in, in terms of the romance i mean it, it's interesting i i think they play the romance the loneliness element really well because i don't know if you remember the scene where she goes out to dinner at the beginning on her own yeah 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 but, but in, in that scene, as the camera kind of pans down the street, you see a couple together, then you see a guy grab a rose, for, presumably for his girlfriend or whoever. Um, and then as the camera pans across the street, the, there's a couple that run towards each other and embrace. So everything around her is saying, love, love, look, there's love everywhere. Not for you, though. You have to sit there on your own. And even the guy... <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, not for you. Yeah, yeah, by the way, we're gonna take this plate away. You can't even enjoy having it across from you on the table. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, and then I'm like, we need that to someone else. <laughs> God help any woman for going out like on her own to a lunch, like and just enjoying peace and quiet, like because yeah. there's a stigma with that, you know, but but like, I have a problem with that messaging. Like, of all the freaking things that we're gonna, you know, push on Wonder Woman, like this strong, empowered female is like, no, she's gonna be upset about, you know, her boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and so she, in regards to that, she has had nearly a hundred years to get over it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, like <laughs> I don't want a sappy love storyline yeah. just thrown in there. Like, oh, oh sorry, that, about seventy years at that point. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to think about the dates of World War One. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. Um, no, it, but it, that's um, that's I, and I think that's why I had such animosity towards the whole thing. Again, like, there's nothing wrong with uh, a love plot in it, but like, there's so few female driven uh superhero movies like and i know i did this in the last one and i i feel bad no, like, comparing to, like all these movies but like captain marvel did it well like she just went around okay. kicking everybody's ass you know like she's remembering things like we need more of that like uh i think you brought up the point last time in the podcast i don't care how we get there i just want to get there i want to shed that element from all like women's storylines and just get into a strong place and then you mm. can deviate with it like once we get on like a okay we're not going to expect every female character to have some sort of sappy like love story or like self-consciousness like about how she looks and how she's gonna dress and like she's not sexy enough or she's not suave enough you know like let, let it go those are still very male orientated kind of um story points I think so. That's I, I guess yeah. You're you're absolutely right there. However, I, I would also say that if you look at any, like I, I think those are fairly common worries. You know, for everyone, <laughs> men and women. You know, I, oh, I'm not attractive enough. I'm not. Uh, I don't dress very well. I don't. I'm not cool. I'm not sexy. I'm not. You know, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not this. I'm not that. And. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe the true empowerment might be a film that concentrates, as you say, on a character being everything they are rather than everything they're not. However, where's the arc then? I Like, I don't yeah. know. Necessarily, where the arc there's got to be a there's got to be growth for a character, um, uh, and and I think she does grow in this, and I, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with, with the third movie. Like, will they bring it up to date? Because, like, literally, the moment this movie was out, they were like, "Yep, yeah, we're going ahead with Wonder Woman 3. Although I never felt that would be in any doubt, despite mm. this kind of crazy release thing they're doing. Yeah now um with the movies streaming and and at cinemas at the same time except in england of course where <laughs> i i had to wait just over uh, two weeks. That, was so, that was so annoying <laughs> like everybody's talking about it in the u.s when i was living there and like can't get it yet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, it drove me mad this time around because i think there's a rule over here where you can't you've got to have a reasonable gap between the film coming out at cinemas and the film coming out for any kind of home use. And, and so it gets caught up in that. Um, but yeah. And you know, I've seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think it's a bit long. Um, I, I'm, it certainly whets my appetite for, for wonder woman 
three or Wonder Woman 87 or Wonder Woman 95, whatever they're going to call it. I would like it if they did, actually. They went through all the decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe supplement some of the comic stuff from those time periods would be... Yeah. <laughs> Or jump back. Like I'd, I'd love to see something that goes back to the in between period, to like the the sixties, like the Cold oh, yeah. War and stuff. And and because I, I know, like I don't know if you know this from the TV show. There's a there's a weird thing where the first season or two is set during World War Two. Yeah. And then it jumps to like the 70s or something. So what I initially, I've seen it before, but like I didn't remember it in that time period. So I'm watching, I was like, whoa, like what's going on over here? You know, I remember this in like the 80s and then she's spinning around with her little like, ooh, shake your money, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think the theme song was different. Oh, and by the way, I'm just going to say a comment on the show. It was a little scandalous. I'm surprised that they got away with some of these outfits in that time period. Okay. You know, because it was kind of just right after the Vietnam War. And then, like, you know, they're walking around in, like, these little skimpy outfits on the beach, you know, in that first scene. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, this this is a little. I I think, though, it was very much sold on, as Charlie's Angels was, you know, sex. Yeah. But not actual sex, just the. just the vague air of sex. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, even um, the fight scenes for like, wow, like now I see why this was a hit, like a real hit. Then <laughs> you know, like not to like downplay it, like it was really, it was really awesome. And like I'm looking forward to continuing watching the TV. Okay. Show. Oh, I'm, I'm really pleased. And you know, like, and I just got to jump back real quick about the whole Steve thing. Yeah, go for it. Um. You know, he is heavily prevalent in the comics and the TV show. Mm. So, like, to think that they would deviate from him too much in the movies is, you know, that's an unfair point. I think I was pushing. But, like, mm. just to clear the air with Steve. <laughs> but, but yeah, the TV show was great. Right. I'm Like, I'm really pleased that you got something out of it and you're able to kind of go back and look at it. I have not watched that show in any form since I I was a kid, like I mean, I, I'm talking like a young kid, like eight or nine. Like I, I have not watched that show since got then. It. You got so it. I might I might have to give it another look. Um, we know about that invisible plane. Yeah, I I just um I'm not sure how much of it I'd have the patience to sit and watch now. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first episode was really long. it was an hour long. It's like right, oh, yeah. So. It's a nice, yeah. It's good. It's 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 good that it's a nice full bit of of entertainment. Um, I I haven't, yeah, I, I just haven't seen it in a long time. And, and of course, there is a nice nod to the TV show right at the end of this, which we can't. I don't want to give away, although we've given away spoilers. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to give it away, but there is a nice nod towards the TV show. But you I mean, yeah, I I watch this again. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd watch this again. I'd watch a Wonder Woman three. Um, I, I would definitely stick with this. I actually really preferred this to the first one. Um, although I have to say, when I watched the first movie, I wasn't as kind of clued in as to what was really going on. As because, like a few people went to me, oh no, this is actually this, and it should be, you know, she's actually kind of. Um, like I had a problem with surrounding her with so many 
male soldiers. Okay. Um, because of again, because of her power set, mm-hmm. and it, and someone actually went to me, no, no, because each of those guys represents something she's never seen before. So one represents racism, another represents post traumatic stress, and it's just, it's just like, oh yeah, actually now I get it, I get why they're there. And and since then I have rewatched that film, trying to take some of that stuff on board. There's there's parts of it I still find utterly ludicrous. Really, um, the first movie, yeah. I mean, the ending is terrible, and um, you know, not to be so harsh, but that the, the, the visual effects and I, I actually really wanted. Do, do you know what, what I kind of really wanted? And again, it gets back to that. Why aren't they making it just for me? Yeah. <laughs> but I I really wanted. Aries to have taken over, like to turn out to be, um, uh, is it Madame Poison, like Dr. Poison? Yes. Because in a yeah, way, yeah, actually, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. From, yeah. From the point of view where he's trying to, as a god, he's trying to subjugate, subjugate the women of Themyscira and, and, and go against. Mm-hmm. who they are that kind of would have been the ultimate fu would have just been actually i i'm this woman yeah and i've <laughs> I, i'm kind of look at all these horrible things i've done and and can do yeah um and i i actually yeah i just i don't like the ending at all and i i think a lot of it was quite i don't know i i didn't like it as much as i i, I really wanted to and i always go into these things going i hope this is good i really want to like this I never yeah. go in thinking, well, I really hope this sucks. Because <laughs> I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to waste my life watching shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, and you're selling yourself short. And and it turns people away from comics. My hope is that people will always go and read comics. Um, and after watching these movies, and, and I, I, it certainly always makes me go and read more about character. Although as we can tell by my comics knowledge for this and for New Mutants, not enough. <laughs> I, I, I dove in. I dove in. I will look at more of them. I want to see more with like the whole Barbara thing. Like there are a bunch of iterations of that character, Yeah, you know, which I thought was really interesting. And why they just remove them. They remove the first, two from the storyline period they just don't want them part of it then they have the third one killing off the fourth one going back to the third one and then like in the new 52 and then the rebirth ones it's just like it's like what the hell is going on with this character Mm. like can't get the story straight at all so i'm gonna have to do some digging in that oh fantastic i mean i hope you have fun with that that they're in the most recent run of wonder woman max lord has come back um, which I think is the first time he's been introduced since she she killed him off, um, and th- that I think those issues were quite a lot of fun. So I can't remember what issue numbers they are, sort of around the seven fifty, seven sixty, something like that. Um, but yeah, for anyone listening, I'm sure they'll be out in trade soon. Um, sort of the current DC universe, Wonder Woman. Go back and, and take a look at that. I understand the Wonder Woman Future State stuff that's out right now is excellent. Mm. Uh, um, I haven't had a chance to look at it because unfortunately I've, I've got to kind of skip comics for a couple of months. I'm 
I'm too broke. Yeah. And yeah, and that I'm still like I'm surrounded by you can't see, but behind here is a whole stack of Um but yeah, Nikki. Yeah. Under the I'm sitting on them. Um but yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming back thank on and doing you. this. Thanks so much for having me. This is so much fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, If people want to look at your artwork or listen to your music, where can they find you? Please drop on by to Slanted Line um, on Instagram. And, yeah, send me a message. I'd love to connect. Um, You know, I I hope you're not offended by too many things I say on here. (laughs) Hopefully in the new movies to come, I'll have a more brighter, uh, a much brighter outlook on the (laughs) It's important to get different views on. It's important to get different views on, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm always really grateful that you've, you've come on and you've done this. And you've we've done just over an hour on this, which is great. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. But as Nikki said, do take a look at her work at Slanted Line on um, Instagram. You're Instagram only, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like I cut all the other. Yeah. <laughs> too much to keep up with but yeah if you hit me up on instagram i'll definitely see it and um yeah i'd love to talk art and um you know renditions of stuff if you want to just see something on the page i'll, I'll do a version of it so yeah nice that's great Thank and Nikki's art is is fantastic as is her music I, I i really enjoy um listening to her stuff and and seeing her art and you can find us back here i don't know what the next one is yet nikki um because it's a while before the next movie comes out. Um, so on the channel right now, on the YouTube channel um, and on the website, you can find Liz and I talking about Division, which is on schedule to be a weekly show. Um, it's called The Scarlet Watch. So it's a weekly after show for Division, which is playing now on Disney+. Plus. Um, Nikki and I will be back doing something soon, I hope. We've, we've just got to figure out. Reju Predator. <laughs> Have you ever you had a strong you... opinion about that one, Paul? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> okay, I don't know if you've ever heard the. Um... <laughs> we did a review of The Predator, um, which was me and my friend Tom, who I used to work with, and Rob Deb another pal of mine who I've done loads of podcasts with. And we we did not – we spent more time talking about the original Predator movie than we did about the new Predator movie that we were actually there to review. <laughs> not a good sign. Um, I'll send you that sometime. Yeah. And I saw that um, in London too. Loved it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, I, I hope once all the restrictions are lifted, we, we all get to actually meet in person again. I know. Because it, it's, uh, it, it's been a long time, but I'm always glad to see you on video and uh, say hi. And thank you very much again for doing this. Follow The Comic Crush at The Comic Crush on Twitter and uh, Instagram and The Comic Crush page on Facebook. Please do take a look at our Patreon and our web store, all of which helps us keep going um, and helps us get paid because this is what we do, you know, and I really love doing it and I, I want to keep doing it. So please, please help out there. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, guys. We'll catch you soon on The Crush and leave a comment below. Bye. Thank you.